Welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast, where we teach and preach the truth of the Catholic faith without compromise and without apology. We want to give you high energy and non-boring Catholicism, where anyone at any time can come to know exactly what the Catholic Church teaches and why. We do apologetics, spirituality, other religions, our culture, and more. Most of all, we want to inspire you, inform you, and help you to know, love, and live your Catholic faith with purpose and passion. We are Catholic Truth. Hello, everybody. We are going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, and that is Jesus. Jesus Christ, who saved me, redeemed me, healed me, filled me, to overflowing with his love and mercy. We're going to be talking specifically about Jesus as mediator for us on our behalf before God the Father. And this is the most awesome, comforting thought in the world. And we are going to be seeing how he is the most superior mediator in the world ever in history, and how he's constantly making intercession on our behalf before the Father. So we have nothing in the world to fear. We have nothing to worry about because Jesus is on our side and he has got our back. My name is Brian Mercier. I'm the president of Catholic Truth, an organization dedicated to teaching and preaching the Catholic faith and helping Catholics to come to know, love, and live their faith and be able to explain and defend it as well. If you haven't checked out our website before, check it out at thecatholictruth.org. We have retreats, confirmation retreats, parish missions, parish retreats, and and much more. So check it out at thecatholictruth.org. There have been a lot of mediators throughout history in the Bible. Throughout the Old Testament, you see people like Abraham and Moses and David and others mediating between God and the people. God always raised up prophets on his behalf to teach the people and to appeal from them to him. So, for example, Moses was one of the most righteous people in the Bible, and he was a man who God loved very much because of his humility and his meekness, and God chose him and raised him up to be, in a sense, the leader of Israel, to lead them out of Egypt, out of the filth and the pagan idolatry, and to save them and bring them into a great land. And he was always the one who was speaking on behalf of the Israelites to God. So much so that one time God was so angry with them that he was going to wipe out the Israelites, and it was Moses who interceded on their behalf and said, God, why would you wipe out your own people? Please don't let the pagan nation say this or that about you. Please speak spare their lives. And over and over again, Moses was interceding on behalf of the Israelites. And God listened to him because of his faith and because of his humility and because of his holiness of life. He was favored by God. He held off the hand of death and he kept the Israelites from being wiped out. And God worked many marvels and wonders through him. And it's the same thing through a lot of the prophets throughout the Old Testament who had great faith in God, who had great obedience to God, and God worked wonders through them. And take King David, someone else in the Bible that God himself said was a man after his own heart. He said David was like God's own heart because David loved God. David gave everything to God. He was so faithful to God, obedient to God, except for a couple of times. But God said that he was a man after his own heart, and he loved what he saw in David, his passion, his fire, his zeal, his faith. And God worked marvels through him, conquered lands through him, and really just raised him up in a dynasty, so much so that through David and David's intercession and prayers on behalf of the people, God loved David so much that he said he was going to to have generations 
flow from David. And in fact, the Messiah, the seed of David, the Messiah was going to come through his line. God blessed him so much in every way because of David's faithfulness to him. And this can be seen through a lot of the prophets in the Old Testament. But when we come to Jesus Christ, the ultimate, perfect, awesome, wonderful mediator, we can times it times a million when we get to Jesus. Because Jesus is different than all of them. First, he is the divine word of God, intimately connected with God, uncreated from all eternity, in love and in union with his Father from all eternity. And as God, he humbled himself and took the form of a man, Philippians chapter 2 says, a slave. Philippians 2 says he took the form of a slave. He emptied himself of his glory and became a slave. In other words, a man. So Moses was already a man. David was already a man. And so was Abraham and Jacob and Isaac and many of the other great prophets of old and the great Israelites of old. Jesus was God and he chose to empty himself out of love for our sake. So Jesus is already winning great points with the Father because he's emptying himself for our sake. God becomes man in Jesus. Jesus becomes poorer than us, smaller than us, I mean lower than us, in order to save us. Now, even before Jesus came, they had high priests in Israel who had to mediate on behalf of the people. But these mediators, these high priests, went into the temple and made atonement for the sins of Israel. But they themselves were sinners, so they weren't always perfect. And in fact, if they messed up in the temple, God would strike them dead. Because you don't come into the eternally holy presence of God and be unholy. And in fact, they had a rope tied around the, the ankle of the high priest so they could pull him out if he was struck dead. So he had to do everything just right in order to make atonement. And he had to sacrifice animals and all of these other things. But Jesus, who is already perfect, who already is the animal, he is the eternal lamb of God who is going to sacrifice himself for our sins. He, being perfect, was going to die on our behalf. But even before he died, he fixed our sin. He fixed our problems. He made everything right before God. He made everything right before the Father. Where the Israelites were sinful and dreadfully disobedient to God, they were always complaining against him. All throughout, I mean, 40 years they spent in the desert because God punished them because their hearts were so hard. So in order to make up for that, Jesus went into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, and he walked perfectly with God. And where the Israelites would not give up their idols and they would not give up their sin in the desert, Jesus gave up for 40 days and 40 nights everything to God, even food and water. He ate nothing. He drank nothing. He gave everything to God. And he followed him perfectly to undo the imperfection of the Israelites. He was perfectly obedient to the Father to make up for the perfect disobedience of the Israelites. Moreover, he was baptized into a sinner's baptism to make up for the fact that the Israelites had sinned and received circumcision and were completely imperfect in that. Circumcision was never part of God's plan, but because Abraham kind of messed up with his concubine, he was smitten, in a sense, with the curse and the covenant of circumcision. But Jesus was baptized into a sinner's baptism to make up for all of our sins, to write straight with all of our crooked lines, to pay back everything that we did wrong. He was going through our lives, in a sense, 
and righting all of our wrongs, writing straight with our crooked lines and making everything new. And in fact, moment by moment, every single day that Jesus lived, he was perfectly obedient to the Father. And in a generation and in a world and in fact in Bible history where so many people have been disobedient to God in every way, shape, and form, Jesus was obedient to God, the Father, in every way, shape, and form. So even before he died for us, he was perfect before the Father, perfectly pleasing before the Father. And he brought great joy and a great smile to God Father's face, in a sense, because he was perfectly obedient, not as God, but as a man. He was operating in his humanity on our behalf, teaching us how to follow God and obeying God on our behalf, being that mediator which we needed because we couldn't approach God on our own. Sin separates us from God, and this world had racked up enough sin to send us all to hell forever. And in fact, Jesus, who had no sin, took all of the sins of the world upon himself. I mean, if God loved Moses and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and David and all of these other people because of their faith and obedience and the things that they did well, how much more is he going to listen to Jesus Christ, the Lord, on our behalf, who made himself a man and did everything perfectly on our behalf for us in regard to the human race. Everything he did was for us. I mean, he did everything perfectly. Listen to the Father perfectly for everything. So the Father himself is going to always and forever listen to Jesus Christ, his Son, perfectly. That's why Jesus mediates for us. He saves us. He turns away the wrath of God from us. One of my favorite scriptures in the entire Bible comes from Romans chapter 5, and it says this, verse 6, while we were yet helpless at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Verse 8, but God shows his love for us that in while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we are now justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God? Verse 10. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, how much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life? Not only so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now have received our reconciliation. This should cause us rejoicing. I mean, the fact that you should be rejoicing in the Lord, rejoicing in Jesus, just praising him, putting your arms up and just saying, God, you are the best. Thank you for saving me. Because while we were yet sinners, while we were yet ungodly, while we were filthy in our sins, God looked at us and said, I love you. You are my precious children, and I am going to save you. And he, while we were sinners, came to save us. And in fact, it was Jesus, his son, who came to save us while we were sinners. And he reconciled us to God. While we were imperfect, he was perfect. While we were sinners, he was not a sinner. He had never sinned in his whole life. And so God, more than all the other mediators, more than all the other prophets, more than any other holy person in the world in history ever, 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 God is going to listen to his son, Jesus Christ, times a hundred, times a thousand, times a million, forever. There's no limit to how the Father will not listen to Jesus, because Jesus perfectly listened to the Father. He perfectly obeyed his Father. He perfectly loved his Father. He was perfectly obedient and perfectly everything that we are supposed to be but aren't. He recreated us. He gave us a new life. He gave us a new image. He remade us perfectly 
in his image. And that is awesome. That is cause for rejoicing. How a God is so awesome that even when we mess up, even when we fail, even when we walk away, he comes and saves us. And Jesus is proof that God loves us. This is why Catholics have crucifixes, because it's a reminder of how much he loves us and how he stretched out his arms and died for us while we were sinners. There's a story that I heard somewhere that I liked, and I think it makes the point well. And it was about a vet who wanted to visit the president. And he went to try to see the president several times, and he just couldn't get an appointment. He couldn't get in. And I mean, everyone wants to see the president. And so one time he was dejected about this, and he was sitting out on a park bench looking really sad when somebody came by and asked him what was wrong. And he talked about how he was, you know, in the war and how he was a vet and how he wanted to see the president and talk to him. And, you know, he told him his kind of life story. And the person who was listening said, I can help you see the president. He took pity on him and he said, I can help you. And he said, you can? He said, yeah, sure. Follow me. And so they started heading back toward the White House. But instead of going into the front door, they went around the side of the White House. And this man pulled out a key, opened the door and let the man in. So these two walk upstairs to go see the president in the Oval Office. And as the door opens, this man says, hey, dad, there's someone I'd like you to meet. There's a vet here. And apparently this was the president's son who brought this man to the president directly. Sure, he could have found some way eventually maybe to get into the president, but he knew the son. He met the son, and the son led him directly to the father. And that is what Jesus Christ, the Lord, does for us. He is our direct access to God the Father. No matter who we are, what we've done, how bad we are, how many sins we've done, how long we've failed him in the past, it doesn't matter doesn't matter what addictions we have, nothing. Jesus is the answer for everything. He is the access to the Father for us. He is the forgiveness of our sins. He is our happiness. He is our lifeblood. He is everything we desire in the land of the living. So run to Jesus. Run to him. Cling to him. Have confidence in him. Know that he has your back. Know that he's going to be interceding for you. That's what's so powerful about the Mass. That's why the Mass is the most perfect prayer on earth. It's because Jesus intercedes on behalf of us in a special way in the Mass. And so it's the Father who hears, yeah, sure, we are all praying. And the priest prays for us and brings our prayers to Jesus. But Jesus takes all of our prayers and brings them perfectly to the Father. That's why even when we pray for one another or ask angels and saints to pray for us, everyone goes to Jesus, who's the perfect mediator. And Jesus alone perfectly takes all of our prayers, all of our cares, all of our concerns, everything before the Father. I mean, what a Savior we have. What a wonderful Lord we have. This is why Romans says we should rejoice. And Thessalonians chapter 5 says we should rejoice. In fact, he says twice, rejoice, because this is good news, that the Lord Jesus has saved us. He's justified us by his blood. He's atoned for our sins, and we can go to heaven because of him. So take some time to thank and praise Jesus today and tomorrow and the next day and every day. Thank him. Praise him for everything that he's done for you and in your life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying for us. Thank you for making the way to heaven again for us. Thank you for recreating us in your image. Thank you, Lord, for everything you've done for us on our behalf. And thank you, eternal Father, eternal wisdom. Thank you for sending your Son to love us enough to bring us back to you. And we can't wait till we live with you in heaven for all eternity where we can praise you and thank you and hug you forever. Amen.
If you struggle with knowing the love of God for you, if you struggle with thinking you're good enough, you can never be good enough. That's what's so awesome about Jesus. He was good enough, so we don't have to be. He can perfect our imperfections. He can make us, right? If we try to do it on our own, we will fail. The secret is to give your life to Christ and let him do the heavy lifting. Let him do the hard work. Let him transform your sin into salvation. Let him transform your imperfections into perfection. Let him do the work. Also, check out our show notes down below. Follow us on our Facebook page. Follow us on our Instagram. And most of all, please consider praying for us. Please pray for us, for our ministry, for the people we reach, for salvation of souls, and please consider supporting us. Thank you to our financial supporters on Patreon and on PayPal. We notice when you sign up and we thank you. And we pray that more people will continue to join us in helping to support us in helping the work of God. You too can be part of the work of God. Please join us in that. Thank you so much for watching and God bless you.